0: to Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Allison Chains with and back and Nagel on Rock 102. Man, what a beautiful day. Cloudy today, and then be, it's going to be sunny with a high of 58 tonight. Clear. Low of 44, and then tomorrow partly cloudy. Maybe some showers in the afternoon, but a high of 61.
1: The dishes are done, dude. <laughs> Uh,
0: Keith Coogan will be joining us later on today.
1: Yeah, Jackie Coogan's grandkid. Uh, and the uh, son of Robert Coogan. I don't know who the hell
0: Robert Coogan was. Uh, the son of Jackie Coogan. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I remember him now. Anyway, he's got a uh, premiere at uh, the Agawam Cinemas on the 25th of, Mar- uh, of March.
1: Well, I'm not sure it's a premiere since the movie's 30 years old. Well,
0: uh... Okay, it's a screening. It's a screening. Let's say yeah. a screening of yeah. uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead.
1: Yes, but a debut for Keith Coogan in, in Agawam, because I don't think he's ever been to Agawam before. Wait till he gets a load of that. <laughs> I know. He's
0: going to love it. So uh, we'll be talking to him later on this morning and other stuff, too. It's 536 at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Is I-91 icy?
1: It's 551. And Fleetwood Mac with Bax and Dangle on Aqua 102. Sunny with a high of 58 today. Tomorrow, rain showers with a high of 61. It is 30 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Ah, uh, Let's see. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house.
2: Somehow you. Still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well,
1: the numbers are in. Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime performance 118.7 uh, million viewers, while the game itself averaged 113 million viewers. So, there were some people that literally just, just tuned in for that. Watched the halftime show. Rihanna had the second most watched halftime show in Super Bowl history, behind Katy Perry and Left Shark, who drew 121 million viewers in 2015. Well, who played in the 2015 Super Bowl, though? It's always depending ah. on the, uh, if the teams. Popular, then you're going to have more people probably hanging in there watching.
0: Yeah, but these were not two unpopular teams. But it's just you know that this, you know, it's Rihanna, and there's a believe it or not, there's a lot of people who don't care much for football. I can't imagine going through your life like that, but it happens.
1: Yeah. Oh, that was the uh, that was the uh, the Patriots and the Seahawks. So, yes, but that's my point. You get popular teams, you're going to have more people watching, but not as many as watched during the you know Patriots and Seahawks back in 2015. I suppose. I don't know. I think she did a hell of a job. There's all these people uh, hating on this girl.
0: Well. Listen, uh, she was pregnant. She was suspended by wires and uh, lip-synced through most of the performance. I mean, how,
1: how do you, how can you criticize that? Well, uh, people I don't, people I don't, have seem seemingly found a way to do so. I know a lot of uh, people who are not pregnant
0: that wouldn't have wanted to be suspended on a giant chiclet above uh, above the Super Bowl
1: field. Yeah, there's muscle spasms and things like that.
0: Or just uh, the nausea of being suspended high above, uh, high above the ground.
1: Or uh, looking at your male partner and realizing, oh, this is the dumbass I'm stuck with for the rest of my life. You know, whenever I'm uh, like at a
0: like highly elevated mm-hmm. and I'm close to the edge of falling off, like a cliff, or yeah. say like an observatory for a skyscraper, I usually feel a physical sensation of my. Uh, My genitals almost, like, rising to my throat. Yeah. I don't know if you feel that. Uh, Yeah, a
1: little bit, depending on where it is. Come here. I'll let you feel it. All right. Come on. Uh, The last remaining Blockbuster store in Bend, Oregon, uh, saw a huge boost in sales thanks to its Super Bowl ad. If you don't remember the ad, that's because it actually didn't air during the game. They posted it on social media during the halftime show, and it worked. Sales went up 200% after the ad went up. Well, you can actually... Uh, rent movies at this blockbuster you can rent movies at this blockbuster most of its revenue comes from merchandise like hats t-shirts and sweatpants Uh, the ad is really good it promises that even after the world ends this blockbuster will still be there (laughs) and it was made to look like it was on a crappy VHS tape oh that's cool I gotta you know the one movie that I haven't I don't think I've ever really seen I've only seen the trailer for it's called Be Kind Rewind with Jack Black and they erase all the tapes in the video store, and what they have to do is recreate all the movies and then rent them out to people <laughs> on the street. <laughs> it's a great concept for a movie. I'm not sure how funny it is, but it looked pretty good. Uh, Steven Spielberg told Tom Cruise that Top Gun Maverick, quote, saved Hollywood's ass. I didn't know uh, Hollywood's ass was in trouble. Yes, re- they were. He was referring to the fact that the movie revitalized the box office coming out of the COVID pandemic.
0: I mean it is really the first blockbuster yeah
1: that I can think of after covid yeah yeah it see Tom Cruise brings everybody together remember that whole meltdown he had with Matt Lauer on the show with talking about uh Brooke Shields and about Herb- the fact he was glib yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you're glib glib well look where he's come now he saved us all he saved the Oprah show he did yeah, that what, show was, was, what
0: was that show doing before he started jumping on oh, the, the couch? The ratings
1: were in the tank. She was on. She was. She was a nobody at that point.
0: That's right. No one had.
1: Practically, no one had even heard <clears> of her. <throat> you get uh, him on his on a fluffy couch, jumping up and down. That changes everything. Uh, Keanu Reeves doesn't allow anyone to digitally manipulate his image without his permission. He says, "quote I once had a performance change. What's frustrating about that is you lose your agency." Who is that? That's a uh, can't. That's my poor impression of Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I see it now. Can you uh, digitally manipulate him in other ways? Uh, maybe. I mean, stay away from his image, but if, yeah. You know, could you di- digitally digitally manipulate? Yes. Him? Hmm. I don't know. You'll have to ask uh, Bill or Ted or whichever one he wasn't was. (laughs) The other guy, whoever that was. I can never remember which one he was. Was he Bill or was he Ted? I think it was Bill. I think it might have been Ted. He might have been Ted. I don't know. I have to go back. You know, to you that, know. I'll have
0: to go back to that blockbuster
1: store in Oregon to find out for sure. You know, those people that listen to the... I'll, I'll get this message <laughs> weeks from now going. Yeah, it was him. It was this one. That's what the people yeah. do. It'll just it'll uh, be an email that said, it was Bill. You're like, I'll, what? what yeah. do you, I, I didn't know what you mean. Yeah, sometimes people don't follow up. They, they don't realize that they're listening from three weeks ago. Yes. Paul Rudd gets uh, sucked down YouTube rabbit holes just like you. He just wants you to know he's he's, he's a human being just like uh, everybody else is. So he says he particularly enjoys videos involving music or quote anything that has people falling or things going wrong, but nothing brutal. That brings me so much joy.
0: I'm uh, I've fallen into so many deep rabbit holes I can barely uh, can barely stand it. On any number of topics.
1: Too many rabbit. I almost hit a rabbit out here this morning. Really? Yeah. Coming mm-hmm. down Fisher Avenue. What about that? The Fisher Avenue Bunny. Trying to get away from everybody. Uh, there's a free game online called Cocaine Bear: The Rise of Pablo Escobar. You play as the bear, <laughs> and you have to eat as many people as possible without running out of cocaine. Man, <laughs> gone are the Mario Brothers days. I know. You know? I know. And uh, by the way, Nickelback singer Chad Kroger says all the band's haters have kept them relevant over the years. So uh, you have no how hi- you have no idea how much you've kept us. Uh, in the press loop. If you really want to see us go away, stop talking about us.
0: Well, wow. th- well thank you for giving us the keys to that
1: car. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> I want to talk about you more and how much more you suck. Uh, let's see. Kim Kardashian went to a paint and sip, right?
0: Really? Yeah. Joe oh. said something to say.
1: Oh, my God. The last time I ate this much paint and sip was when Ray J drank from the furry cup and then decorated me like a painter's radio <laughs> in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five.
0: See, a painter's radio is usually splattered with paint. Yes. You
1: see. Yeah, yeah. Lots of paint. Yeah, a lot of paint. Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, ch- uh, ch- was chewing on the munch meat. Called it the uh, tongue, 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 tongue of, tongue bung- <laughs> I really should have practiced this. I should have workshopped this. It's a tongue twister. Tongue of bungalow. That's what I was. All right? Okay. What are you trying to say? No, no, I ate at the Ringworm Buffet. Ah, now now what are you trying to say? Well, what I'm trying to say is I'm like McGruff the Crime Dog, and I took a bite out of grime. (laughs) You ever take a bite out of grime? (laughs) No, I have not. No. You want to want to know what's under his trench coat, by the way. Yeah, I don't even want to know. And that's your Hollywood
2: trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah! The
3: Holiday... (laughs)
2: And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey,
0: good morning sports fans, how the heck are you? As many of you know, I'm a huge fan of sports memorabilia. From my autograph collection of Jean Rattel placemats, to my officially licensed set of Dana Barrows tube socks, to my priceless Wade Boggs salad tongs. Are you kidding me? I love that stuff. Of course i own some stupid stuff too however at the end of the day i will guarantee you this each item is an authentic and valuable collectible believe me it was no picnic getting that certificate of authenticity for those salad tongs but i got it and that's what separates my collection from somebody who's selling nothing but worthless junk Last week, law enforcement officials raided a store in Anderson, South Carolina that was allegedly selling hundreds of pieces of fake memorabilia for top dollar. That was until they were busted and their inventory was seized by authorities. In total, this particular shop, Kirk's Collectibles, was selling nearly 600 phony championship rings that were intended to rake in more than $15 million in sales. This included counterfeit knockoffs of 157 fake Super Bowl rings, 82 fabricated rings from several NBA championships, 99 phony World Series rings, and more than 251 NCAA rings NCAA rings from unspecified sporting events that may or may not have ever taken place. The raid was conducted by federal, state, and local authorities, and we were calling it the largest haul of falsified sports collectibles in state history. Folks, this is why. It is so important to know that you're buying, but what you're buying is authentic. When I bought those Wade Bog togs I wasn't even sure that Wade Bog even ate salad. I still don't. But did I buy those things without proof of authenticity? You're damn right I didn't. That's because I know the value of consumer protection. Listen, there are a lot of low-life scumbags out there looking to take advantage of every idiot that walks through their door. And if you're not careful, you could be buying something that wade boggs had nothing to do with do you want to be that person i would guess you would not so you got to be careful folks careful just like me but hey enough of my yappin sports brought to you by Rocky's ace hardware the dewalt lithium ion powered tool sale at rockies get a circular saw a reciprocating saw or a grinder each one cordless battery operated and only 120 bucks With your Ace Rewards card. Always good deals on tools at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm Bax. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 6'11 in Aerosmith. With Bax
1: and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, sunny today. With a high of 58 tomorrow, not so sunny, rainy with a high of 61. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Did you have yourself a nice uh, Valentine's Day yesterday? Uh, yeah, I guess. You know, I. Well, I mean, did you do
1: anything special or? No, I didn't. No, Uh, no, my girlfriend was working, so uh, I really didn't. uh, God, how'd you luck out like that? What do you mean luck out?
0: Well, that gives you an extra day to buy stuff it gives you an extra day to wrap stuff no, no, no.
1: i already took care of that uh, five days ago
0: oh you did like a preemptive strike
1: yeah yeah see
0: yeah. that's very smart Of and course I, I, it is. and a lot of dudes don't do that you know what they do is they can i and i know this because i was with them at cvs buying cards yesterday yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. and uh And, uh, you know, I mean, things are a little bit picked over and, uh, you know, I was not the only dude trying to
1: squeeze into the (laughs) Valentine section of the cards at CVS. I saw a good meme uh, the other day and it was like a bunch of dudes in the aisle uh, all like scratching their heads at a CVS saying uh, (laughs) 8.39 p.m. on on February 13th. That's what it looks like (laughs) at a CVS. All these dudes standing around. No, I took care of that uh, days ago. Oh, good for you. Well, because uh, we don't. Uh, she's got a weird schedule, you know. It's uh, fluctuates, so I don't know. Right. You know, sometimes what day is what. So I just I said, well, we're getting together tonight. Might as well make tonight tonight, You know that kind of. Yeah. See, that's kind of good. Um. But I didn't uh, yesterday. Uh, you know, I got my kids some stuff. You know, some chocolates and. Mm-hmm. Things like that, and then uh, then they then they made pizzas again last night for like leftover pizzas from oh, okay. I a couple I had a couple of shells left over uh, from the Super Bowl. So let's and start. that was that. That was that. I I took my kid. Uh, I had to take my kid to the pediatrician's office, and uh, uh, I went in the pediatrician's office. There's a fish tank there in the pediatrician's in the office. pediatrician's office, okay, and it and it, uh, it separates sick children from well children. Really? This mere fish tank. And I said, where was this contraption during the pandemic? We could have <laughs> all been saving ourselves yeah. by having a fish tank right in the lobby of uh, of the world. We spent
0: a couple hundred hours on uh, plexiglass
1: yeah. for the studio
0: here. All we needed to do was go to yeah. Dave, you know, Dave's uh, Soda and Pet City while it was still open and had yeah. a fish tank right in
1: front of us. Yeah. A big aquarium. A couple of beta fish should be all set. Yeah, that would have been fantastic. I just, I just found that odd that the, you know this side of the room is sick kids <laughs> and this side of the room is well kids, and there's just a fish tank separating the two. You gotta feel like a
0: real, uh, like you're really ostracized if mm-hmm. you have to be sitting on that one side of the tank. Right.
1: Um, but, but 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 I didn't. Uh, we didn't. We didn't do anything special for for Valentine's Day. It's <sighs> it's kind of a hack holiday anyway.
0: It's easy to say that on the 15th yeah but you know leading up to like the 13th and even like uh, early part of the day on the 14th when you're yeah. trying to you know cram it all in because you know you're in big trouble if you don't do at least something right uh, on the 15th it's so easy to go back and uh, and ruminate of exactly what you have just said
1: who uh, who out there got uh, got engaged yesterday oh,
0: too many people. Too many.
1: You know, I can see that happening more if a Valentine's Day fell on like a Friday or Saturday. But, but on a uh, Tuesday? On a Tuesday? Eh. Uh, he proposed to me on a Tuesday. Well, it was Valentine's Day, but still, it was a Tuesday.
0: Tuesday didn't really have a real romantic feel to it.
1: No, Wednesday's got a romantic feel.
0: Thir- yeah. Thursday, I'm feeling Thursday
1: for romance.
0: See, I think like a Friday, Saturday really says it all.
1: Yeah. Well, you can kick off the weekend early with a Thursday,
0: I suppose. It's a good romance, there. I suppose. But I would, you know, yeah, I, you know, uh, when I did it, it was uh, it was during a weekend.
1: Gotcha, and it worked out fine. You proposed on a weekend, yes. But it was wasn't it was it was it winter was it. No,
0: no, no. Actually, it was on the uh, at the beer garden of the Munich house.
1: Oh, where all the romantic uh, interactions happen.
0: Yeah, I thought I'd try to add to the mood of the place. Ah. Oh. Yeah. And it,
1: well, while drinking out of one of those boots. <laughs> <laughs> Will you marry me? Turn the boot. Yeah, turn the boot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in case you didn't know, uh, today is Singles Awareness Day. Oh, I think yeah. that
0: started long before I, today. I'm
1: pretty sure people who were single already knew that they were single. They didn't need a whole day to make them aware yeah. of it. And, and, Regu- and they had
0: and they had Valentine's
1: Day to just confirm it all for them. And here's a uh, here's top ten love anti love songs from uh, the website Ultimate Classic Rock. Okay, uh, Love Hurts by Nazareth as number one. Yeah, uh, Love Bites by Def Leppard. Okay. Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac we just, yeah, played, just, that just one. played that. Uh what it takes by Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. Love Stinks by the Jay Giles Band. Right. Actually, you know the better version of Love Stinks is the bluegrass version of Love Stinks which is uh P- uh Peter Wolf's, uh the Rocky Mountain Ramblers he he plays with. They they did it. Yeah, they did huh. it, it. It's 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 like a a banjo version. <laughs> Of love stinks and it's actually pretty good. I bet it is. I saw it live when I when I saw him in in concert down there in Connecticut. And he did it with banjos. He did it with banjos. Good it was for actually him. Uh, very good. Uh, "You're No Good" by Van Halen is number six. Okay. "I Hate Myself for Loving You."
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Uh,
1: "You're Breaking My Heart" by Harry Nilsson. Hmm. Uh, "So Lonely" from the Police. Okay. And "Don't Think Twice, It's All Right" by Bob Dylan. <sighs>
0: Well, listen. You know, if you're single, all right, and you have no real prospects, you're not getting out. You're not. Uh, there's really nobody on the horizon. You're just sitting around at home or yeah. in your parents' basement, and you're just you know drinking you know your whole life away. Yeah, eating you know bags of funyuns because there's nothing else going on. I kind of like that. Yeah, it 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 has its it has its benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a day like yesterday you know for some people that get you know kind of down and depressed and you know and then you know for the for those of us that are involved in committed relationships what you realize is you know some people like take this to the extreme oh, yeah. and drop hundreds of dollars what did you say the other day there was like a study done that like some people were spending like 800 hours 800 to a thousand dollars that's outrageous yeah that's that's ridiculous. First of all, there aren't enough Whitman samplers or Russell Stover's boxes of candy at a uh, CVS. Rus- I got
1: Russell Stover. Really? I believe, yeah.
0: you, if yeah. you spent eight hundred dollars, you yeah. would have wiped the place out.
1: You know, I had. Uh, you know, the other thing is, I bought. Uh, I found them at Dollar General for my kids. Yeah, they were uh, Godiva domes. Diamond domes. Yeah, they're you know those Ferrero Rocher, Rocher with things. Yeah, they're kind of like that. They got like the hazelnut filling inside. Oh, yeah. of them, that's like... great
0: for a kid who has like a nut allergy.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, my kids uh, both have them, so I get to eat them all myself. <laughs> good, I was like look, good kids, plan. I got you. I got you a bag full of uh, chocolate filled with peanuts and nuts and hazelnuts.
0: Dad, we can't eat nuts. Oh,
1: uh looks like it's going in oh, the monster belly. That's too bad. Yeah. You kids will have to eat vegetables instead. If there's any of those around, too.
0: Yeah. But. Well, uh, I think you did the right thing. couple days in advance. Yeah. Everything was fine. Yesterday, we had a nice meal at home. We didn't go out. Just the two of us. Ate dinner. Watched some
1: TV. Fell asleep. Right, but your anniversary is when? Tomorrow? It's tomorrow. Yeah. Are you going anywhere? Are you taking a little trip uh, f- You know, for your anniversary uh
0: no no I, I, we're nothing we're not doing anything uh, you know too outrageous maybe a
1: road trip to bondsville or
0: uh... mm, i don't know that that is a that is a romantic maybe locale we have to
1: barry ooh yeah. that's ooh yeah. hey honey I'm, who's treating you right tonight yeah uh, central mass is where it's at <laughs> ain't no ass without central mass you know what i'm saying <laughs> It's 621 <laughs> with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Here's what.
3: Oh, uh, no.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, that'll do, Pig. That'll, that'll do. do.
0: Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 926 and Nirvana with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102.
1: It's going to be sunny today with a high of 58. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 61. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Actor uh, Keith Coogan is going to be joining us uh, later on this morning. He's going to be at the Agawam Cinemas for a screening of Don't Tell Mom, the Babysitter is Dead on the 25th of March. Uh, we'll actually have tickets to that so you can meet and greet Keith Coogan. That's coming up a little bit later on today.
1: Oh, well I'll be looking forward to that. Yes, you will. Uh, remember remember when he was doing skeet shooting on the roof and he, he shoots the dishes and he's like the dishes are done, dude. <laughs> That's
0: great. great line, man. Great you guys line. You should
1: say that to him when he calls
2: here this Yeah. Morning? Yeah, I, I you should yeah. do that. Would you uh would you like to laugh? Why not? All right. It's Baxter Nagel's joke of the day. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. On Rock 102. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Springfield's Classic Rock.
1: Hey, uh, Bax. Yes, Steve. What's the difference between Elon Musk and a lemur? I don't know, Steve. What's the difference between Elon Musk and a lemur? Uh, Elon Musk made an electric car. Lemurs, Madagascar.
2: Ah, I get, 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 get it. Get it. Get it. Yes. madagascar
1: electric car. That's a clever, clever joke right really. there. I,
2: think this is, I didn't really God. do much research. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Here's your... With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's
0: time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rom Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes
1: insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A woman from Springfield was killed in a single-car crash on I-84 in Connecticut overnight. According to Connecticut State Police, Tiara Thomas of Springfield lost control of her car On 84 West in Farmington, the car went to the left shoulder and collided with the metal beam guardrail that was adjacent onto the left shoulder. Thomas then went through the guardrail and went into immediate She was taken to Hartford Hospital, where she died due to her injuries. Connecticut State Police are asking anyone who has any information about the crash is asked to call uh, Michael Dean uh, at the CT.gov. So... Hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, West Springfield police have arrested an 18-year-old man after police found an illegal semi-automatic firearm in his possession on Monday around 4.45 p.m. West Springfield detectives located a stolen vehicle in the parking lot of the McDonald's on Memorial Avenue. When the officers approached the vehicle, a man sitting in the front passenger seat identified as 18-year-old Donovan A. Marsh III. Donovan A. Marsh III. Kind of like a John Houseman name. The great John Houseman name mm-hmm. uh, of Springfield put on a black, uh, black, bakla, ba, a balaclava, balaclava style mask over his face. Yeah, it's not baklava, that's baklava, different. Yeah, it's a uh, that's something I could use right now. Baklava, yeah. How
0: come we don't have a pan of how come we don't have a uh, like a like a dispenser? Uh, like a like a like like a machine upstairs that spits out baklava and other pastries. I don't know.
1: I don't know why we didn't uh, we didn't get any food yesterday. Usually a Valentine's Day brings uh, sweets and muffins and yeah. bagels and things like that. And nobody brings nothing around here. What gives? I don't know. We need a producer to get us breakfast. That's what we need.
0: You know, what we need we need more guests like uh, like Nate Costa.
1: Now we can't rely on the guests. We need, like, a in-house utility person to run down and go get us some hot breakfast uh, somewhere yeah. and then, uh, bring I, it back.
0: I totally agree.
1: Uh, what, I, what I
0: wouldn't do right now for a big platter of
1: eggs and sausage. Eggs and sausage and, or a breakfast burrito, perhaps. I would just
0: be happy yeah. with just some toast.
1: No, I, I need eggs and, and all that stuff. I like too. toast. Yeah, don't be saying you'll be happy with that because then somebody will just bring you toast. I don't want just toast. I want... Uh, you know, don't sleep on toast, Steve. It's delicious. Anyway, uh, Marsh got out of the vehicle and was allegedly seen dropping a nine-millimeter semi-automatic firearm on the ground. He then attempted to run from police, but was eventually arrested nearby on Mulberry Street. And to think, I saw it on Mulberry Street.
0: Now, this started at
1: the McDonald's in West Springfield, right? Yeah. Do we know what he ordered? Uh, no. Uh, common sense wasn't one of them mm. uh, items that hung on his menu. But that's not even on the that's not even on the dollar menu. Uh, yeah, I'll have a uh, I'll have a, a large Big uh, Mac meal mm-hmm. and uh, with a Coke and anything else. Yeah, I'll take a side of common sense. I'm sorry, we're out of that today. <laughs> we do have those delicious sausage, sausage yeah. biscuits, though. Yeah, it's called McDecisions. That's what we got. Good decisions. <laughs> now he'll be paying McBale. That's right. <laughs> South Hadley police were investigating a suspected illegal marijuana grow at a house on Abbey Street. South Hadley police uh, Jennifer Gunderson said that the police executed a search warrant at a house around 6 a.m. yesterday. That's why we didn't know anything, because uh, it was happening at the time we were saying it. Oh, it yeah, made yeah. it sound like it was happening the day before. It's just... I. I'm just frustrated with these folks.
0: so in a legal grow operation how how many plants are we talking about?
1: we uh we don't know <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the thing this is this is what I'm talking about. so you know, they don't give any detail as to how much they've taken from the home. Abbey Street was closed to traffic while officers investigated. Gunderson said that was necessary to ensure law enforcement and other public safety personnel can render the property safe and conduct their search. That's what she said yesterday. Okay. Uh, and then they just go into this whole thing about increase in illegal marijuana grow houses. Tuesday's investigation is just one of many. But they, there's no, you know, uh, how long have you have been following these guys for? Yeah. Uh, they just take the press release and they just take the quote and that's it. They don't ask any questions. Yeah, because
0: the thing I don't understand is if okay, it's an illegal grow operation. So if you're if you're growing at home and it's six plants per adult, and let's say you got two adults in the house, it's twelve plants. Yeah. Okay. They're gonna bust somebody for like thirteen plants, no, no, fifteen and that's, plants. That's the
1: thing. It, the, these are you know heavy operations. More than the allotted amount of plants,
0: but that's what I'm saying. If if you're allowed to, if you're allowed 12 plants in the house, yeah, exactly. How many more does it take for them to go through your front door with a battering ram?
1: I would imagine that there's probably something linked to them, to this grow house, as like illegal sales or something like that that they're okay. linking to. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Joseph uh, Galooney Jr., a cousin to Hamden DA Anthony Galooney, was found not guilty on all charges in an arson case from 2019. Galooney's attorney, Dan Kelly, uh, sent a a news release confirming the decision. Joseph Galooney was charged in August of 2019 with arson, intent to defraud insurance, and two counts of destruction of personal property after one of his occupied rental properties in the Three Rivers section of Palmer was destroyed by a fire in June of 2019. Five people were forced out of their homes in that fire. Everyone who was inside the multifamily house at the time was able to make it out safely, and there were no injuries. A special prosecutor was brought in from Worcester County to handle the case. And again, not relying on news releases, did anybody go and find out why they decided that uh, this man was not guilty? Like, what, what, you know, the decision? I mean, uh, there were a lot
0: of charges against him. And some pretty uh, some pretty good ones too. So uh, you wonder uh, what happened.
1: Well, you aren't there a little like explanations like, well, the prosecution couldn't prove that X, Y, and Z, and this is why we came to that conclusion. Isn't that usually how they do these court cases at the end?
0: Yeah, there's usually a reason why someone uh, isn't convicted, uh, more than just they're innocent. You know, like there's got to be reasons why they were found uh, innocent.
1: Just or seems, not guilty. It just seems so weird that you wouldn't ask these questions or follow up well, on things. Well, see, the problem is uh, if
0: you don't give out at least a little bit of information explaining what happened, mm-hmm. then people could very easily draw conclusions that are not entirely accurate.
1: Like who he might be related to. Right. Or, That's what I'm talking exactly. about. Exactly. Why, why like, you wouldn't know, you pick up the phone in the newsroom and call Dan Kelly and say, well, well, well how did this happen? What's what, what? Give me more detail." That's great that he's been released on all the all the charge, released of all the charges, but what? What led you know, up what to what that? happened?
0: Because otherwise you don't you don't, I mean you don't want people to be pointing fingers and saying, "Well, you know, you look at, you look at he's related to. Well, that may have had nothing to do with it, That's but, but unless you give us something, then what do you expect us to do?
1: Well, uh, play the guessing game. That's all <sighs> you can do. A uh, Westfield man was arrested in Ware on Monday? Where? There, man. A where man. No, he's not a Ware man. Uh, after officers were called to check on a driver passed out in a parked vehicle. Well, how many people do you got normally passed out in where? 30, 40. It all depends on the day. Right. Where officers uh, were asked to conduct a welfare check on a man sitting in a vehicle at the McDonald's parking lot. McDonald's is very popular lately. Uh, around well, that's 7- why they've got billions and billions served. Yes. Uh, around 7.30 p.m. on Monday, when officers approached the vehicle, they found the man passed out in the driver's seat and observed a bundle of suspected heroin and a needle on the man's lap. The driver was woken up by police and identified as 42-year-old Jesse McClenahan of Westfield. An additional... 150 bags of suspected heroin was found inside the vehicle. The drugs were taken to a Massachusetts state lab for further tests. And
0: none of those things are on the McDonald's menu. I should just point that out.
1: You don't have the uh, McMeth?
0: You no, know, you don't. No? No. You don't have the uh, no. the McH? No. no. And the needle does not come in the
1: Happy Meal. Yeah. Don't have the uh, the Leonard Skinner McNeedle in the spoon? No.
2: <laughs> no. They don't, they, no. They don't, they don't have don't. that? No.
1: McClanahan was arrested and charged with p- possession. Yada, yada, yada. He's going to be arraigned all good stuff
0: you, <laughs> you don't even have grimace on the side of the needle i mean you just you, yeah, you, yeah you don't have that
1: in the hamburglar robber, robber. <laughs> no it's more like he's you know in the corner like zoned out yeah <laughs> <sighs> Uh, Northampton police made several arrests with the assistance of the Mass State Police over the weekend. Uh, officers were called 351 times in the weekend, made a total of 16 arrests and investigated 16 additional incidents, four of which uh, resulted in pending criminal charges over two days. This is just over a weekend. Yeah, on Saturday, on the Saturday midnight shift, Northampton officers made seven arrests in two and a half hours with only five on patrol. That's a pretty good take. My God, what a busy night. Due to the high call volume, Mass State Police offered their help to provide backup. During one incident, Northampton Police and State Police were investigating a roadside OUI when a vehicle passed them on three rims with sparks flying. A trooper was then able to stop that car, which resulted in an OUI liquor arrest. What is it's like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> sir, can I have your license and registration? Whoa, what was that? All right,
0: just just try to imagine yeah. this situation. Uh you've lost a tire. Yeah. <laughs> All right? Yeah. You're driving on a rim. It's shooting out sparks. Yeah. Do you think at any point uh in that drive does uh maybe a passenger say, "Hey dude, uh Maybe you should pull no. over
1: and let's walk the, the rest of the way home. No, no, he probably saw the lights of the other car pulled over and goes, well, they already stopped that guy. They're coming after get, me. They'll
0: never <laughs> catch up to me now. Uh,
1: according to uh, the uh, police department, the following are some of the charges for various arrests. You had uh, four OUIs. Okay. Uh, four OUI of drugs. uh Cause you know you got to separate the liquor and the drugs. Right. A warrant arrest, a possession with intent to distribute arrest, three of those, possession of a class A substance, three disorderly conducts, five assault and batteries, and an assault and battery on a family household member. Oh, you wanted me to go into that? Yeah, no, that. it's all right. It's yeah, but there's there's so many contestants. I can't, yeah, it's it's you can't, it's, you can't, it's, you can't it's, narrow it down to the showcase. <laughs>
0: Yeah, even the Showcase Showdown doesn't usually have that many contestants.
1: Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be sunny with a high of 58. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 61. Looking at 30 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Gene. Behind the light. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. at 649 in the Who. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny today and nice with a high of 58. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 61. It's 30 degrees right now in downtown Springfield.
0: You know, if you ever miss a Bax and Nagel show, <laughs> you know, back in the old days, you would have been kicking yourself in the pants saying, how could, I, how could I have let that slip through my hands? Well, now, with the Daily Podcast, you can go back and listen to the show when it's convenient for you to listen to the show. Not on our timetable. Totally on your timetable. Ah. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week, Ron Gallo. Great interview with a really insanely talented guy. He's got a brand new record coming out in March called Foreground Music. Again, find it all on rock102.com.
1: I was uh, reading more about this uh, horrible, that derailment out in um, western Pennsylvania. Yeah. i I'm sorry. It's in Ohio, but it's now affecting people in western Pennsylvania, and they showed this map of how, uh, where this thing is, and then the effects and the water supply, (laughs) all the way to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, all the way out to, like, Illinois somewhere. It was crazy. What
0: I read uh, this morning, and I don't know why I didn't see this earlier, but- the train was on fire, for like a twenty mile stretch. Like 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 this, or, or let me uh, rephrase that: the 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 car that was spreading out the uh, the chemicals. Yeah. And uh, it was like a twenty mile stretch of uh, of where this thing was spreading things around. Yeah. That I mean, think about that. These cover these these properties. These neighborhoods yeah. they're all covered with with this stuff right
1: and and it's in everything it, get, it it's it gets into your home it gets into uh, on surfaces in your car you, you everywhere can't,
0: you can't just go back and live in your house no
1: with this kind of contamination. Uh, Representative uh, Ilhan Omar and Senator Ted Cruz have found some common ground regarding the uh, train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, earlier this month and the negative impact it will potentially have on residents on the surrounding areas. A Norfolk Southern freight train derailed on February 3rd, causing an environmental disaster after several cars carrying vinyl chloride and other hazardous chemicals spilled and caught fire representative Omar and uh, predicted on Twitter Monday that the incident will have a significant impact on the health and well-being of the residents for decades. She also called for the transportation secretary Pete Buttigieg uh, to get uh, to take action immediately. They set this thing on fire purposely. Yeah, to try to burn off the chemicals. What they did they was, crea- was create an even bigger disaster.
0: Yeah, and that's thank you because that that clarifies what I was saying. Yeah. It's like a twenty mile stretch of area mm-hmm. that's affected.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's not good, and I don't know how you can infect a water supply like that and not where. Why is nobody raising alarms about this thing? Why is nobody uh, crying foul? I, I that's the I, first I, time I heard from the government, and that wasn't even uh, you know from the top.
0: So, you know, you worked for the choo-choo for a number of years.
1: Yeah. I mean, when these
0: derailments happen, and, and they happen, you know, from time to time, what what's the primary cause of this?
1: Well, I mean, the cause can be anything. I mean, there could, be, there could have been something on the track. There could have been uh, like a, a like a, Like a penny? I heard if you put a penny on the track, you could well, derail a train. That's not really going to. No, you know what you could do with a penny on the track? You could kill somebody with that. Because really? if st- anybody's standing anywhere near, it's basically like, you know, think about, you ever see like a like a hydraulic press, press something down and, and, and yeah, that thing so shoots awesome. out from the side? Yeah. Well, it's the same concept of a giant, however many tons of uh, locomotive weighs runs over a penny, that thing could shoot out and knock somebody's eye out. Like kid. a bullet. Yeah, it
0: would probably kill somebody. All right, but it's not going to knock over the train. No.
1: Okay. And usually, and and it could be any number of things. Sometimes the tracks break. Sometimes derailments happen almost every day. Like there's there's something going on, but they're minor little incidents. So you're not going to really hear about them. This one you hear about because the thing tipped over and then there was chemicals spilled all over the place. But it could happen for any number of reasons bad tracks could be something on the track could be yeah. uh, faulty wheels could be anything
0: when you've got an environmental disaster on your hands something like this surprised you also haven't heard people say should we then be just should we be carrying dangerous chemicals on rail
1: is I, there another way of doing it? i don't think it's unsafe i don't i i think it's it's been done for hundreds of years, or a hundred and fifty years, or so. Let's just say. Yeah, but have the have the rail lines been fixed over the last hundred years? Yes, they upgrade them all the time. All right, but time but again, listen, it's an accident is an accident. It's the way they handled the accident is 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 what what's going on here. They they say you know what. We need to get this track open because uh, we got all these trains that are blocked now that can't get through. Yeah. So let's just uh, let's just done bloat it up. We got boxed cars of chemicals just waiting to get on the rails. Yeah. So somebody signed off on this. And one of the comments I saw under one of the stories yesterday, anybody who signs off on this should be forced to live in that town for at least a month and drink the tap water. Oh, my God. That's actually not yeah, a bad point. It, I mean, you're going to
0: sign off on that. That's never going to happen, but yeah, I understand your point.
1: Uh, the derailment has already forced thousands of people to evacuate their homes, though some have been allowed to return, but would you want to? I don't, I don't know how you clean, I don't know how you get that your house
0: you know, livable again. Yeah. Because you, you know if you're going to wait for an insurance company to, to,
1: to write a check so you can get that thing cleaned up. Yeah. I have been waiting there for months. Uh, Omar's initial tweet came in response to a statement from uh, former Ohio Chief Silviero Cogniano, uh, I believe he's Irish, uh, who <laughs> said the burning was basically like nuking the town. He's like, we basically nuked the town so mm. the railroad could get through. Well, that's important. Yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting to to see the lack of, of response from the government when you probably have these rich people that are in the pockets of all these politicians going no, no, don't 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 say anything about that <laughs> they, were, they had they had a reporter arrested there last week for filming the press conference yeah. that's, and like, that's somebody that doesn't know, want to know wants you to know what's going on then
0: why hold a press conference
1: because they probably felt like hey if we put this thing together we can uh, we can make it look like we're doing something right
0: a press release probably would have been more effective yikes It's uh, 6.57 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
2: And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm.
0: Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know if you were aware of this, but I happen to be a professional radio broadcaster, one with many years of experience and expertise. After years of the helm of a distinguished award-winning career, I can tell you this, you gotta watch your back. One minute you're thinking everything is unicorns and rainbows, the next minute you're taking a pay cut because Tom Brady wants to become a broadcaster too. As you may know, with Tom Brady's football career allegedly over, he is now preparing himself to make the transition from professional athlete to professional broadcaster beginning in 2024, where he will automatically be placed in the current position held by Greg Olson as the uh, number one color commentator on Fox. And while it is true that Tom Brady has never called a single football game in his life, he still has a 10-year, $375 million contract with the network. So what does this mean for the guy that they already have? Well, it's like this. Greg Olson is currently making $10 million a year to sit in with Kevin Burkhart during these Fox broadcasts, including last Sunday's Super Bowl. If he is replaced by Tom Brady, that ten million dollar salary will then automatically be reduced to only three million dollars a year. Meanwhile, Tom Brady will be giving uh, will be given thirty-seven and a half million dollars to do what Greg Olson is doing for thirty million dollars less. And not to feel bad for a guy who's still making three million dollars a year, but when you're making seven million dollars a year and you're suddenly reduced to being a placeholder for Tom Brady and he gets, and he's getting set to make more than five times what they're paying you, that kind of sucks. Imagine your boss telling you they're going to cut your pay by more than half so they can hire somebody with less experience. Listen, I like Greg Olson. I'll take him over Chris Collingsworth or Tony Romo any day. But to treat him like this says that he's either got a terrible contract or working for jerks. And I'm going to guess it's probably both. What hey, NMMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Among the painting crowd, Rachel at the Westfield Rockies has a bit of a following. Rachel's an advisor in the paint department. She loves helping people with their projects. Good people, rock solid service. In your painting, see Rachel at the Westfield Rockies. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock, rock, Springfield's classic rock at 7-Eleven. And Ozzy with on Dangle, and Rock 102.
1: It's going to be sunny today with a high of 58. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 61. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. How about a little round of Am I the A-Hole? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Uh, let's see. Uh, we'll start with uh, borrowing stuff today. Right? Okay. Am I the A-Hole for yes. not wanting... Okay. Well, you could be right there. Uh, For not wanting to pay my girlfriend's car maintenance after I used it with permission once while pet-sitting for her. My girlfriend, 28, was traveling and asked me, 30, uh, to stay at her place and look after her dogs. She told me I could use her car for anything I needed during my stay. She has two cars and did not specify which one. A Porsche 911 GT3 and a Toyota Camry. Ooh, man. chick's well off. Which one? What you're going to... Who are you going to drive around in? First of all, I would be very careful around this woman uh, to begin with. I'd be giving her whatever she wanted. <laughs> all that kind of money. <laughs> I used the Camry most of the times, but took the Porsche out for a short road trip to a hiking trail, and I uh, hired a dog sitter that day. Wait a minute, you're subletting jobs? You can't do that. It's your responsibility, but watching the dog. We did have fun with it in an empty field, but nothing too extreme or going over what the car is rated for. When she got back, she noticed the Porsche was more dirty. I did not leave it extremely dirty or anything, just a normal amount of dirty, and asked me if I used the car. I said I did, but only once. She got upset and said that I should have known that when I said uh, car, she meant only the Toyota, as she always refers to the Porsche as the... she refers to it as the GT3. That's, you know, she she didn't specify which one. Right. She herself only uses that car for special occasions and sometimes takes it to a track, and I thought our trip counted as a special occasion. Okay. Okay. So she got the car and checked. Uh, she got the car checked as she claimed it felt different and came back with an incredibly expensive maintenance quote and told me I should pay for the suspension and undercarriage damage of parts of the bill. I feel like she's being the a-hole, and I only used it for a day, and I said I did not know maintenance was part of the deal, and I felt tricked. I offered to pay for the whole service of the Camry the next time it needs it. She got the other car knowing the maintenance is high for her hobbies and is trying to shift the maintenance cost to me. So am I the a-hole? Who boy. Yeah, I, you, yeah. Are. You, you know what? Well, you kind of are, but so is she. Just because you have access to a car like that? Doesn't mean you should be taking it out, especially. Where did he say he took it out in a field? Yeah, taking it was, out to a field. field? Was he
0: four wheeling with a with a? <laughs> you shouldn't be four wheeling with a Porsche. I don't, I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think you're supposed to be doing that.
1: Uh, here, here's a little inf- extra information that he added. I did not know you could not use the car in fields. Well, you know, I uh, that would be a big mistake. I would think course you know listen yeah nothing
0: wrong with the, it was a camry was the other one yeah okay nothing wrong with a camry it's it's not as sporty as uh, as, as the as other a, car as a gt3 but if you are there to watch the dog and you've been you're told you can borrow the car then you borrow the ch- use the cheap car or spend most of the time watching the dog that's what i would do and then you have farmed out the dog to have somebody else watch the dog got gonna tell you dude that's, uh, you're not holding up your end of the bargain. Uh, on the other hand, she's putting a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of weight on the
1: importance of this car. Well, I want to know how close these two are. Which is, yeah, right. That you wouldn't know how special that vehicle is to your girlfriend. And and she's, like you said, she's trusting this guy to watch the dogs in the house. Wouldn't you have, have said, yeah, you know what? I only take that car out on special occasions. That is not to be driven. Yeah, that's what you should have said you when sh- you left the house. Exactly. Because obviously, this guy doesn't know what he's what he's doing. Yeah.
0: Hey, don't don't take the Porsche out. Just just let it sit. Uh. That would have been the thing to do. You know, establish some uh, some boundaries.
1: Mm. You Ready to move on to another one? I'm ready to move on to number two. Am I the a-hole for lying to my high school bully who didn't recognize me? I, 27 male, was uh, at my 10-year reunion when my worst bullies, Laura, came to introduce herself to me. She introduced introduced herself, I'm sorry, I don't recognize you. I was nervous, but I soon found out she had no idea who I was, right? Okay. Uh, Here's the background. I was a different person when I was in high school. My home life was abusive, weighing over 300 pounds, depressed, shy, and always with my head down alone with oversized jackets to hide. I had glasses, bad skin, and long hair. Laura never called me by my name. I don't think she even knew it. Always called me bad names or nicknames, even after being in the same grade since middle school. She was super popular and athletic. She would always torment me, and sometimes physically, she would suck up to the teachers and always got away with it. I moved out on my 18th birthday. I left town and cut everyone off from my old life. I got professional uh, help through college and started getting healthy. This helped my skin clear up, got LASIK, got rid of my glasses, my sense of style, Uh, people call it a glow up. I changed the way I looked, acted and carried myself. I now have my own place and a successful career. I told her that I started at the school a couple of months before the end of the school year. She seemed to accept that. Our graduating class had almost 500 people in it. Throughout the night, we kept talking and having good conversations. I danced around most of her questions and kept things vague. I was surprised with how she seemed to have changed since high school. She told me that after high school, she went to college Uh, Got married and divorced and went through a hard time for a while, but is a different person. As the night was coming to a close, she made a comment to one of her old friends how she wished me was here. So how she wished the actual person. Yeah. She doesn't know it's him, but she's wishing that actual person was there so she could apologize and try to make up for how horrible she acted back in high school. Huh. Okay. All right. She didn't remember my real name. One of her friends must have seen me make a face at the name and start to walk away. She walked after me, yelling me at me to stop. I walked out to my ride and started to leave. She caught up to me before I could escape. Laura and a few others were right behind her. She looked at me for what felt like an hour, not saying anything, until she nodded, then slowly asked, it, it, are you, you know, whoever this person is? Yeah. I said, I have no idea who that is, and sl- uh, turned around uh, to slowly leave the area. Someone got my number and passed it around. Laura and several others from that night started to text me, and a couple tried to call me and said how much of an a-hole I was for not telling them who I really was. Among other things, I didn't respond to any of the messages. Laura sent a long text, and she was upset that I didn't tell her the truth, and she wanted to apologize for the way she treated me throughout high school. It seemed like she meant it. She said she thought we were going having it, we, we were having a good conversation, and it was an a-hole thing to do but wanted to meet mm-hmm. up and talk. I have yet to respond to her. So this
0: is a tough one for me. This is this, this is a tough one because the real jerk here is the younger version of the bully. Yes. Okay. So that's, we've established that. And, you know, to their credit, they want to apologize and take ownership of their bad behavior. Right. Okay. That's fine. But you never really know how much psychological damage you cause when you bully somebody. Mm-hmm. Is the uh, is the victim of the bullying really the a hole here? I would say, not really, because you just never know the kind of ramifications that that kind of treatment will will cause. And do you necessarily not everybody is is ready to just forgive somebody who has you know abused you in that way? So I don't know if uh, if anybody in this adult situation. Is an a hole. I think you know. Sometimes you know, people just are better off not really engaging, and uh, and and let it go at that. I don't know if anyone's really the a hole here, other than the, well, the bully as a teenager.
1: You know, uh, somebody else. She says that she knows she she knows. I see how. Oh, she says she knows how awful she was, but still calls this person these nicknames. And the thing he you know he mentioned that, that yeah she still you know mentions those nicknames in in that in that uh, conversation they had so who's who's really have changed here yeah you know and doesn't she still bully him to get what she wants forgiveness
0: who that's a good question
1: yeah that, you know, please that's... please forgive me
0: see I again I
1: I I don't think the victim here is the a hole no I I mean that's I don't think so. I don't think I don't think her goal was to apologize at all. I think her goal was to make it look like what a good person she is by apologizing to the person that she bullied throughout high school. You may be right. Yeah,
0: you might be right.
1: What a jerk!
0: All right, I take that back. Yeah, that kid, that uh, that lady's a jerk.
1: It's seven twenty-one. Yeah, I don't know if we have time for another one. of
0: Nah, these it's things. all right. Listen, yeah. I think we've uh, I think we've exhausted. Uh, I, am I the a-hole a hole for a day?
1: Have you run into your bully at all?
0: Um, so it depends because there were a couple of them. Uh, one, uh, yes, I ran into him. Uh, he has, uh, unfortunately passed. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, we actually had a nice conversation, a very nice conversation at a, uh, at, uh, at a high school reunion. Really? Yeah. We actually, I mean, we did to talk about the bullying, but, uh, you know, when I yeah. was new in town, there mm-hmm. was like a, I, I went to school in like a four room, uh, four, uh, like a, a a four-room schoolhouse really
1: <laughs> yeah this is
0: ingles teaching no but uh like in second grade when we moved to rehoboth from attleboro yeah this kid was one of six boys in a class of 17 kids uh and uh i was the new kid so you know he
1: bullied me a bit yeah but
0: jump <laughs> up 30 years yeah everything was right as rain and that was uh, that yeah, was fine because you're
1: different people. Yeah. And whole, and you know what there's probably some people out there that don't change and don't get rid of those habits to do but most people I think mature and yeah. you're different people. Most people do. Yeah.
0: But uh yeah I mean I, other than that any other bully that's been out there I'm not going out of my way to say hey look I'm right in, I'm here in town. Yeah. That ain't ever
1: going to happen. I didn't really have bullies. I had a couple of people I had problems with, but not like a like an ongoing bully thing. Everybody just hated me. You know, it wasn't <laughs> wasn't just one person. <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, how do you, how yeah. do you show... Everybody you, beat me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah How do you show resentment for a whole yeah, you're crowd really, of people? You really can't. You really can't.
0: 723 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. It's
1: going to be sunny today with a high of 58. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 61. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Uh, actor Keith Coogan will be joining us after 8 o'clock today. Uh, the mm- dishes are done, dude! That's the only line I know. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. He's going to be at the uh, the Agawam Cinemas on the 25th of March. It's a screening of uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter is Dead, and uh, we'll not only talk to him next hour, we'll give you another chance to, uh, to win tickets mm-hmm. to meet and greet actor Keith Coogan. Coming to Agawam.
1: Who would have thought?
0: You know what? I've always felt that Agawam is the film capital of western Massachusetts. Well, with the cinemas there, I guess it would. Well, no. I mean, if you, if I were, if let's say I were a famous director and I wanted to, uh, to film something, Agawam would almost always be my first choice, of, of, uh, of a, of a town that really desperately needs more
1: face time on film. More of a Feeding Hills guy. Feeding Hills? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You gotta, gotta, you know, kind of lower your shrink your, your your coverage area i don't know yeah. i don't know i mean yeah. there's
0: just like uh something about that's a uh, part of
1: agawan but it's you know
0: yeah i don't know I, I, don't, I don't know about that i mean i think like uh like right outside eb's would be a good place to shoot a film outside the
1: elbow mm-hmm. oh yeah the elbow right outside right in the parking lot of the elbow yeah
0: perfect yeah. yeah that's that's where i would go great location for a film a film viewing you mean or a film shooting Film shooting. Oh.
1: Yeah, with a cast
0: and well, I mean, a crew.
1: I was going to say, the viewing, you could do it outside the elbow, too, on one of those big blow-up screens. Hey. I'd need a bigger yeah. lot. I'd probably go to the Rockies. Ronnie's got a projector. Go get that. <laughs> Let's go get that Don't Tell Moms uh, movie.
0: We got news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Mostly cloudy skies this morning with a spot shower, then developing sunshine this with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing at Noonan.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel.
1: Thanks, Bax. A uh, woman from Springfield was killed in a single car crash on I-84 in Connecticut overnight. According to Connecticut State Police, Tiara Thomas of Springfield lost control of her car on 84 Weston Farmington. The car went into the left shoulder and collided with the guardrail and was adjacent to the left shoulder. Thomas then went through the guardrail and into the median. Uh, Thomas was taken to Hartford Hospital where she died due to her injuries. Connecticut State Police are asking anyone that has any information about the crash uh, to contact the state police. The incident is still being investigated. Uh, let's see. Uh, I had some other stuff here. Oh, here we go. You just finished your first story. I know, but I... I, I- I t- I'm tab clicking back and forth. Oh. I, have, uh, I have different things open. I, I see. Yes, I'm, I'm giving you a, a glimpse into the uh, the workings of how the magic is made over here on yeah. the other side of the board.
0: I feel like I'm Dorothy. Yeah, and I feel like I got the Tin Man, mm-hmm. Cowardly Lion, Scarecrow, yeah. and Toto with me. Yeah, and I'm hearing the Wizard uh, scream out, "Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain."
1: Yes, I just I just peeled back the curtain. That's ex- it's what I feel. Uh, crews in West Springfield responded to Clarence Street uh, Monday afternoon for reports of a vehicle and garage fire. According to West Springfield Fire Lieutenant Tony Spear, there were chemicals in the garage at the time of the fire, but the crews were able to extinguish the flames before they could reach them. No uh, injuries were reported. The cause of the fire is under investigation by the uh, Fire Investigation Unit. Y- y- this thing was pretty nasty. Yeah,
0: I haven't uh, I haven't seen much uh, uh, I would, video I, yet. I would,
1: yeah, if I was a firefighter, I'd be worried about going anywhere near like garages or anything that uh, may have combustible materials inside because you don't know like you know uh, the melting well, point of a gas can.
0: I don't know much about uh, fire science. I know that's a thing. Uh, but if you've got chemicals that are burning, usually aren't there like smells or you know like different colors of flame? Uh, that suggest that uh, this is a chemical fire, uh, yeah. or the fact that your your flesh is burning off your body—that well, uh, that, uh, this might be a little bit more than just a normal house fire.
1: Yeah, you're gonna ask the folks of uh, East Palestine, uh, Ohio, uh, what the chemical burn colors look like.
0: Right. Yeah. Probably looks like a big, uh, like a like a like a flame fire log in a fire. It's all uh, chemicals. Where right? it's like a like a rainbow of flame.
1: Oh, well, those things are perfectly safe, aren't they? The Duraflames. Yeah, I think they're perfectly safe. They're just loaded with chemicals that you're burning inside your wood stove. I'm also told that
0: uh, it creates a lot of creosote in your uh, in your fireplace in your uh, the chimney.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Leaves a lot of schmutz up there. You know, you don't want schmutz. No, nah, you don't want. You definitely don't want schmutz. I want a schmutzless fire. MGM Springfield has reported to the Mass Gaming Commission that it accepted two illegal sports bets on Harvard basketball games. The games in question were Harvard versus Yale and Brown. The Gaming Commission said that it is working to learn more about what happened and that the incidents are being investigated. While sports betting is now legal in the Commonwealth, bets are not allowed on collegiate sports involving one or more teams from the state unless they are in a tournament with four or more teams. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So you okay? Well, I guess that's to prevent, uh, you know, people paying off a college kid to take a dive in the fourth quarter or something like that.
0: Yeah, but you 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 would think that uh, if that were the law,
1: MGM would know that. Yeah, it is kind of weird. How would an illegal bet be made? Unless this is just like working out the kinks, going okay, well, maybe the computer allowed that bet to happen when it shouldn't have, or, or uh, are these sports bet uh, sports books?
0: And i might it's not just MGM, but it's like you know all the, the casinos in Massachusetts. Are they running through a state run? platform or is this like a national platform like running out of las vegas or atlantic city or something like that where the rules of of ncaa betting are different
1: you see what i'm getting at yeah i i see what you're getting at but i don't have the answer to you i don't i don't i didn't think that you you would but it's it's a it's a question that i
0: would ask you know so who is you know what kind of fail safes are there in this series of platforms that you're using to carry this out because if that's if that's illegal to bet on in the state of massachusetts
1: yeah i'm not sure i don't know i, I have no idea uh let's see uh, da, 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 da. the uh, china says it will enact measures against the u.s uh, entities related to the downing of a suspected chinese spy balloon off the american east coast the foreign ministry spokesperson gave no details and did not identify the targets of the measures China says the balloon was an unmanned weather ship that had flown off course. Since bringing it down on February 4th, the United States has sanctioned six Chinese entities that are linked to Beijing's aerospace programs. The U.S. House of Representatives also condemned China for a brazen violation of U.S. sovereignty. U.S. Ambassador uh, to Japan, Rahm Emanuel, said in Tokyo that the Chinese balloon's intrusion was part of a pattern of aggressive behavior by Beijing, and it is not an isolated incident. I guess these things are flying all over the place, and
0: they have been for for years. Weather balloons. Yeah, you know, why would the Chinese care about the weather over here? Shouldn't uh, they be more concerned about the weather over there? Well, you would think. So that's um, why I think this has nothing to do with the weather. Yeah, but then, it has everything to do yeah. with
1: spying on all of our uh, very important secrets. So then, the you know the other report was the, that we released a bunch of balloons years ago, and uh, you know this is just like no, you no, know, no. Those were our life. everyday balloons. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> that was the Woody Woodpecker balloon that got away in the uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It would be
0: funny to see like. Uh, like the bullwinkle from the Macy's uh, yeah. you know, Thanksgiving Day yeah. parade, you know, hanging over like uh, Beijing somewhere.
1: Has that ever happened where a parade balloon ever escaped? I would imagine it would be hard to do since you got all those people holding the cables down or they don't usually fill them in high winds and things like that. So, well,
0: years ago, this is, I think this is even before you started working here Rock 102 had a balloon uh, that we would fill with, uh, with uh, helium. Really? And we would uh, have it at events. And then one day, I even, yeah, I even remember the, the kids, that were on the road crew at the time, it was the, uh, for whatever reason, it got loose. It was always tied, you know, to, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. with cables and to the ground. So it was never going to go anywhere. But on one day, it wasn't tied down. And it was on the news that our, the Rock 102 balloon, wound up floating around and it landed or got caught in a tree in Agawam. And oh. then at that point, uh the whole company said, "You know what? Enough with these stupid balloons." And then we stopped having uh, uh the balloons, we stopped having the inflatables because we I think we also had a uh inflatable monkey for a while. That one never flew away, but the uh the blimp wow. Flew away.
1: Too bad there's a helium shortage. It would be nice to see a balloon come back into the uh, the big and nagel balloon.
0: Yeah, but can you imagine like the Rocky the and the Nagel balloon being yeah. blown all the way to China? Ah. and then be accused of being like a espionage. Espionage. <laughs> nah. Like
1: the CIA had something to do with it. No, nah, no, nah, he was just he was just really high and he let the balloon go by accident. That's, that's that what I, I totally see. Uh, the Ohio village upended by a train derailment and the international burning or I'm sorry the international the intentional burning of some hazardous chemicals on board has invited residents to a town hall meeting uh, this evening to discuss lingering questions. Hey. Right. Do you think it's uh it's oh, it's safe to lick this stuff off my countertop? <laughs> I mean, it's all dusty and uh, it smells kind of burned. Uh, it's okay to consume, right? Oh, yeah. Can, oh I, yeah. can I prepare like meat on top of the? Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Right on top of that surface. And there are still plenty about the uh, uh, huge plumes of smoke, persisting odors, reports of sick animals, and contaminated water. The cleanup. They were talking to this one farmer. All of his livestock is dead, dead now because they were breathing in this stuff. Even as uh, school resumes and trains roll by again, things aren't the same in East Palestine. Officials are assuring people the air is safe and it's okay to return with some precautions. Rail operator Norfolk Southern says it's offering financial help to the community of some 4,700 people while continuing uh, remediation work. They gave the town $25,000, which is about 5 bucks for each resident. Yeah, what
0: are you going to do with that?
1: Well, uh, get a mop. You can get one of those O-ring mops from, yeah. from Walmart. Everybody gets a mop and uh, a, a Swiffer yeah, you and a squeegee. Yeah, dude, a package of Swiffer, uh, like those things, are like $5. That's that's all you're going to get.
0: What a mess. What a mess that is.
1: It's a mess, and I can't believe that like nobody's really kind of stepping up to the plate here to, to s- stand up for these folks, you know? <laughs> God. Uh, anywho, uh, let's see. Uh, police in Indiana arrested a 26-year-old man named Austin Bristow on Sunday for arson. They found him next to a 1998 Buick that was on fire. And uh, when one of the cops approached, uh, one one of them said, "Sure doesn't look like a Buick." <laughs> The strange thing is that Austin uh, said the Buick was his and that he set it ablaze to discourage people from stealing stuff from inside of it. Because if there was nothing left inside the vehicle, then there'd be nothing left to steal. And at one point, point, the fire caused a small explosion and Austin told the police, I hope the explosions would have been bigger. So, yeah, kind of a weird guy. (laughs) It's unclear what items he was talking about, but the uh, cops did find drug paraphernalia on him. So in addition to arson, he was also charged with unlawful possession of a syringe, hypodermic needle, and controlled substance. Well, there's always the smart folks out there. (sighs) I don't know. You don't know? I I I, I, I don't even even know. Set a Buick on fire. Wouldn't that be kind of cool to do? Well, I mean, um, sure,
0: <laughs> but I'd want to make sure that all my valuables were out of the car. and uh, you
1: know, that, I uh, did. He got the drug paraphernalia. All right. Okay. Well, because I, I wouldn't want to lose out on that stuff. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, now it's calling for some uh, rain showers later on today in a high of 58. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 61. It is 35 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, Yeah. Hi, John
0: Hayes. That's a at 752 in T-Rex with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102.
1: It's uh, going to be a mix of uh, sunshine and some drizzle out there today with a high of 58 tomorrow, rainy with a high of 61. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Actor uh, Keith Coogan is going to be joining us in uh, just a little bit. It's going to be at the Agawam Cinemas on March 25th for a screening of Don't Tell Mom. The Babysitter's Dead. Film from nineteen ninety one, so we'll be talking to him in just a few minutes. The
2: dishes are done, dude.
1: He's gonna like hearing that. Well, I'm sure he's heard it a million times. I don't know. I don't know. You might be the first one. Uh well he did uh, you know in the he did what do they call that when you do that thing? Uh, uh with your fingers. The hook 'em horns. The hook 'em horns. Yeah, right. He did the rock and roll. You know, that's, that's what, awesome. He did that in the yeah. promo, uh in the promo thing, though. He's coming. Great. Awesome. Yeah. I don't All right. right. Well we will hear that then, and now we will hear this. Eventually.
2: Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock One O two.
1: I try to set up those try to be all like smooth with the transition into that and then I never get it right. I think
0: you're doing a terrific job.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know about that. I think we I think we need a producer. <laughs> I think that's what we need. Uh here's a woman showing her mother uh, and uh showing her mother and mother-in-law a picture of her ultrasound followed by their over the top reaction.
3: What is it?
2: <laughs> Are you kidding? Are, Are you, you kidding? kidding?
3: She's pregnant. <laughs> this is
1: this is 24 seconds of this.
2: Early. It's nine only, yeah. I'm
1: going to be nine weeks. Ah! Well, is she happy or are these you know, sc- blood curly screams yeah, of, it's a, so
2: cool.
1: of fear? Yeah, it sounds like, oh my God, how could you get yourself pregnant? <laughs> oh my
0: God. Yeah, you know, you're what not going to oh, okay. be allowed to scream like that when the baby's here. No. I will tell you
1: that right now. No. Yeah. You got to keep it down. Yeah. Pipe down. sleeping. Baby's taking a nap. Uh, police are warning people not to wear their Canada goose coats in Washington, D.C., since there have been a string of armed robberies for the luxury clothing. Here are Julian and Sheila Kaufman talking about being held at gunpoint for their expensive coats while visiting the nation's capital.
3: And all of a sudden, someone's going, give me a coat, give me a coat, give me a coat. And I thought, is this a joke? Give me a coat. And then he waved a gun by me and said, give me a coat. And I so I took it
2: off and gave it to him. And then- he said, five, four, three, two. What are you going to do if you... uh we're in that situation, you got a gun in your
0: head. Damn! What about in the good old days when you get held up for wearing a 49ers jacket or like a <sighs> like a like a Raiders hat?
1: People used to get held up for that.
0: Yes, they used to. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, back when yeah, you know, like the the Raiders were a good football team.
1: Oh, oh, oh. I was gonna say nobody. So you gonna go back any. to the
0: seventies for oh, that? Yeah,
1: I, that was before my time. Um, a Canada Goose coat costs between five hundred and fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> Then you deserve to have it stolen. <laughs> That's the kind of coat you
0: buy when you don't want to leave the house with Listen, that coat.
1: Uh, what's wrong with an LL Bean? Yeah. You know, can you can you go with something uh, more comfortable? Uh, you just you go to
0: Costco, get a coat yeah, there. Yeah,
1: they have those zero degree ones down yeah. there. You don't those need a, comfortable to do that. People are just kind of silly, don't nope. you think? No one's going to hold you up for a $25 coat. Uh, Tiger Woods returns to the golf course this week in the Genesis Invitational, and he believes he can win it. He uh, Here's what he said, beginning with his ongoing issues after that SUV crash two years the ago. The recovery is more on my ankle. The leg is better than it was last year. I'm excited to go out there and compete and play with these guys, and I would not have put myself out here if I didn't think I could beat these guys and, and win the event. That's my mentality and if i wasn't ready to win at this level i know i am very rusty but i've come off rusty situations before and i've done well and plus also i know this this golf course uh, i know i haven't had a lot of success on this golf course but i i knew what to practice for there
0: you go i'm not a betting man he'll never make the first cut you don't think so nope not talking like that he
1: doesn't what do you mean yeah lack of confidence total lack of confidence. Oh, come on. He's Tiger Woods. He's, got He's bat, come through with us every time. had
0: 36 back operations. He's had his knee uh, completely uh, you know rebuilt 9 or 5 9 to 10
1: times. Even when that SUV crashed, he said, "Sorry, just playing through." That's what he said when he got out. <laughs> He's like no, no, I believe he said, yeah. "I can't feel my feet." And then uh, here's our final clip. Three horses caused some commotion in Australia yesterday when they escaped in the early morning and were just walking around southern Sydney. Here are two witnesses talking about the crazy scene.
4: I walked out and there's a couple of horses walking around. There's all cops there feeding them and we had to go give them a bucket of water. So it was pretty cool. I just heard some noise, went downstairs and uh, and uh, three big horses with numbers.
1: God, die, mate. Good day. We had to fight that horse go right out into the street. It was cool, yeah. man. It was cool. Yeah, you know, uh, looking like a blooming onion, mate. Remember that? Remember the? Remember the truck full of cows got loose on I ninety one a few years ago. Yes. And uh, it was one cow. It was one cow that was running out throughout the highway. Yeah. That cow wanted to get away. Maybe these horses wanted to get away. Maybe they knew they were going to the glue factory.
0: And you could see why they'd be so upset.
1: How come that's not like a like a threat anymore? Remember back in the cartoons, uh, you know, like the Bugs Bunny cartoons? Yep. That uh, being threatened by being taken to the glue factory was enough for a, to scare the livid bejesus out of a horse. That doesn't work anymore.
0: I don't think I don't think they use uh, horses to make glue anymore, yeah. or you know, they grind their bones down to make softballs. I don't think they do that anymore. They don't anymore. do that anymore. I don't know. I no? think
1: no. They really ground their uh, the lower part for softballs. Yeah, that's what they used to say. Oh. Yeah. Hey, how about that? How about that? What kind of league was that? <laughs> Slow pitch. Uh, that is now here. this. It is 7.58. Uh, coming up next hour, uh, actor Keith Coogan from Don't Tell Mom, The Babysitter's Dead. He'll be with us live after 8 o'clock. It's 7.58 at Rock 102.
2: And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm.
0: Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, I'm a huge fan of sports collectibles. Are you kidding me? From my autograph collection of Jean Rattel placemats to my officially licensed set of Dana Barrows tube socks to my priceless Wade Boggs salad tongs. I love that kind of stuff. Of course, I own some stupid stuff too. However, at the end of the day, I can guarantee you this each item is an authentic and valuable collectible believe me it was no picnic getting a certificate of authenticity for those salad tongs but i got it and that's what separates my collection from someone who's selling nothing but worthless junk last week law enforcement officials raided a store in anderson south carolina that was allegedly selling hundreds of pieces of fake sports memorabilia for top dollar that was until they got busted and their inventory was seized by authorities In total, this particular shop, Kirk's Collectibles, was selling nearly 600 phony championship rings that were intended to rake in more than $15 million in sales. This included counterfeit knockoffs of 157 fake Super Bowl rings, 82 fabricated rings from several NBA championships, 99 phony World Series rings, and more than 251 NCAA NCAA rings from unspecified sporting events that may or may not have ever happened. The raid was conducted by federal, state and local authorities are calling this the largest haul of falsified sports collectibles in state history. Folks, this is why it's so important to know what you're buying before you buy it. When I bought those Wade Boggs salad tongs, I wasn't even sure Wade Boggs even ate salad. I still don't. But did I buy those things without proof, without proof of authenticity? You're damn right I didn't. That's because I know the value of consumer protection. Listen, there's a lot of low-life scumbags out there looking to take advantage of every idiot that walks through the door. And if you're not careful, you could be buying something that Wade Boggs had nothing to do with. Do you want to be that person? I would guess that you probably would not. So be careful out there, folks. Be careful, just like me. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. The DeWalt lithium ion-powered tool sale at Rockies is going on. Get a circular saw, a reciprocating saw, or a grinder. Each one cordless, battery-powered only $120 bucks with your Ace Rewards card. Always good deals on tools at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102,
2: Springfield's Classic, classic. Rock.
0: Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock, it's 8-11 and Hart with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102.
1: I can't believe, uh, now he hung up. No, he's, I still got him here. Oh, you still got him Yeah, in? I got him here. Oh, I was going to yeah. say, I can't believe you disrespect our guest by playing four and a half minutes of Barracuda. No, I know, I,
0: I don't, don't, I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> he's on hold that whole time. Didn't mean to insult Keith Coogan in any way. Keith, Keith Coogan is going to be an agawam. We're uh, screening of Don't Tell Mom, the Babysitter is Dead. He's on the phones right now. Good morning, Keith. How you doing?
4: I was jamming out to Barracuda. I don't know what the problem is. Oh,
0: I, I, <laughs> I, You know
1: what it is, Keith? I hear that song every single day, and I'm like, God, if anybody ever had <laughs> to put me on hold for four and a half minutes for this, I probably wouldn't make it through.
4: It's nice to Come talk on to, on to Los you, though. Angeles. Good to talk to you guys. That's our national anthem in Los Angeles, Barracuda. Oh, it
1: is. So, I, yeah. no kidding, man! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I got ta- t- coming out there. Yeah, I got to tell you, Keith. It's a gr- it's great to talk to you. I've been a fan. I've been you know obviously uh, you're a little bit older than me, but I, I've been following you ever since I was a kid. My my fa- one of my favorite movies is Adventures in Babysitting. I thought that was yeah. one of, Yeah, that was an awesome movie, especially, uh, you know, at the time when I when I saw it for the first time, I was like, wow, this is cool, and Elizabeth Shoe is really pretty.
4: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That could be a real Tina Van Horizon, can't it? Yeah,
1: absolutely.
4: Yeah imagine, yeah, imagine standing next to her on a set for three months with a huge
1: crush. That's yeah, magical. especially at that <laughs> age, too. Right, yeah, but yeah. you know what,
0: Keith? I'm sure oh. that everybody on that set had the same crush on Elizabeth Shue, because why not?
4: They did... And it turned into instant respect as this, you know, this woman picked up the picture and ran with it. She's fantastic. Um, not a lot of girls got to lead a picture back then, and I got two of them. I got Christina Applegate and yep. Elizabeth Shute, who was the yeah, best actresses yeah. ever.
0: You know, one of the other things that's uh, that's that's true because you know, reading up about you, you know, I find this actually to be really fascinating. Uh, one, you've, I mean, you've been a child actor, you know, from as, as probably as early as uh, you can think of. I mean, you were on. Episodes, A Little House in the Prairie, and The Waltons, and The Love Boat, and Mork and Mindy, Laverne and Shirley, uh, Eight Is Enough, but your grandfather uh, was also a child actor, and the parallels of of you know the amount of work and the success that he had is a really interesting thing. Your grandfather is kind of like a groundbreaking child actor, especially when it came to uh, you know resolving his the money he earned yeah. as a kid it's a, a, and that <laughs> that Jackie Coogan story is like one of those stories that's like Hollywood legend mm-hmm. is a, for your grandfather and for, for people who don't know much about Jackie Coogan he was the original uncle fester on the Adams family but it started movies with Charlie Chaplin and his career goes all the way back to the 20s
4: yeah, starting started in Vaudeville. I mean, my family's been doing this for four generations. Yeah. To get a break like that, to get an international stage uh, with Chaplin, that's something that does launch you into stardom. Um, and he continued with it as, until he aged out. You know, as the first kind of, you know, well-known film child star, he's also the first ex-child star. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's where it came. You know, the money he goes for the money. He married Betty Grable. He thought everything was great, and we find out that the great-grandmother spent it all. Unbelievable. And so we have labor laws now. that protect protected. It. It's named after him. It's called the Coogan Act. I, you know, I get to uh, remind everybody of his legacy. I get to fight for, you know, advocacy for kids that are working. It's hard enough to be an actor. To be a kid actor, you still got to do school and have friends and listen to your parents and then also do a great job on set. It's A lot of extra pressures. Some people say kids shouldn't even do it. I say they should. They just have a lot of support.
0: Well, I mean, even, even kids that aren't actors don't want to listen to their parents. You know, so... I mean, <laughs> something yeah, to be said about track. that but but as a but as a kid who goes you know and and you're talking about you know a bunch of great tv shows from the the late 70s and 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 80s when you decide you know i really want to act or your parents say hey let's get this kid into acting I mean, did your did your grandfather have any you know uh, you know advice no, to you? I
4: wish I could say it was as easy as a nepo hire, but it wasn't. I didn't have any idea my family was in the business. My mom was a sixteen year old Catholic schoolgirl runaway. Um, there was no connection to the grandparents. I didn't know that. So at four years old, when I'm watching Sesame Street, and I utter the famous phrase, "I want to be on TV," my mom <laughs> lost it. Was, really, it's got to be genetic. And I, I had something about it. I had the skill. I could read. I could tell stories. I could lie. That's what it takes to be a good actor: is lying your face off. a <laughs> <laughs> <I, I laughs> four-year-old, five-year-old doesn't lie. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I mean, to get on all of these shows, and 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 that's and the ones I mentioned are just you know scratching the surface. To get on all these shows at such a young age you know, is is pretty remarkable. I mean, there were I mean there were a lot of childhood act you know child actors back then, but they weren't getting all that kind of work
4: uh th- yeah there i mean there were some i wouldn't it's remarkable um absolutely it's lucky you get any job but uh, there were just so few of us back then and they started to give you know and we were kind of prop parts we were the kid or the boy usually in names ending in Y: timmy bobby jeffrey that kind of stuff <laughs> um and then we had ricky schroeder to thank for showing some emotionality yep and they go oh kids can they can act? Oh, they can act? Okay, we'll, we'll write some better stuff for them. John Hughes. God, I thank John Hughes for saying, hey, listen, we can hang a whole movie on the teenage. Um, and if it wasn't for him, I don't think it's the babysitting would have been made. So, yeah, I, I, I really got lucky in the timing of it. My career took off when my grandfather's ended. He, by the time he was a teenager, it was over for him. And uh, mine really started to take off for features, at least when I hit uh, 16, 17. But all that that TV was great training, working with, you know Robin Williams and Jonathan Winters and uh, just so many great. We did lose so many people. Cindy Williams, Penny Marshall, miss them. Yeah. Um, but uh, but Chips, you didn't even mention Chips. That was one of my oh. favorite ones. I wound up doing four episodes. Uh, I got to be on the shows that I watched as a kid. How fun is that?
1: that that's kind of cool. I was actually just saying that to Bax yesterday. I was like, it's funny. Like I grew up watching you. And and you know you were part of that that whole group of, of, of actors that that I adored so much when I was a teenager, and then here I am emailing this guy on a Saturday. But hey, <laughs> hey, uh, what are you doing Tuesday? Well, Tuesday's busy. What about Wednesday? Okay, sounds good. You know, and here you are, and, and now you're on the phone. It's just, it, it's it's just, it's just kind of surreal sometimes. When, so that must have happened to you when you, when you start going onto a set for the first time. When did you start? You were cognizant of. Wow, these are big name actors. Yeah,
0: like, like like like. Did you ever say to yourself, "Wow, I'm and working, I'm working with Larry
4: Wilcox"? <laughs> right, exactly. Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, my parents and the family would give a good perspective. They'd be like, "Oh, they're a hack." And I'm like, oh, they're a big star." They're like, "Nah," uh, or they'd be, I'd be like, "But they're just playing like the janitor." They're like, "That is a legend. That is, you know, someone that's been doing this for fifty years. Yeah. You treat them respect. You listen to them." So, I had a little inside tip of who. You know, who might have had a little, you know, TV, 70s TV was ripe with um, old uh, theater actors and uh, old film stars that were kind of declining in their years. Yep. yep. had producer friends that said, hey, I know you need to make your medical through Screen Actors Guild. Come and do a Perry Mason. And that's something my grandfather wound up doing at the end was Brady Bunches and Perry Masons and Wild Wild West. And uh, so now it's the opposite. You you start in TV and then you go to movies. But back then you started his film. And you wound up in TV, but well, it was it, amazing. It was a total playground. Every single show. I even did a show called Super Train. Aha! I remember it Super really Train. Was, I remember it was that. Tide and Night Rider to Shame because this was a <laughs> two-story nuclear train that could go from LA to Chicago in 34 hours. That's not that fast. By <laughs> uh, and it had uh, it was they had multiple sets at MGM Studios. It cost ten million dollars to make this show, and it nearly bankrupted NBC. Oh, it was a. Tremendous! Well, that, well, man, that, that was like, that was a little mini show killer. <laughs>
0: that's a, that's a, but that, I think Fred Silverman killed that before you ever got involved in that one. That was a thing uh-huh. that like it almost damp- took him down. Yeah, that that almost <laughs> took him down at NBC. I forgot about that show. My God, what a what a turd that was! <laughs> yeah,
4: thank you, thank you. No, but not, very, not very proud of that. Not <laughs> because of you, not because of you, well, Keith. Well, now what was great about you know my episode was Dick Van Dyke was in it, and that's cool. uh, and this. You know, I got to work with Dick Van Dyck several times over. third time, it was diagnosis murder. I go, hey, Dick, how are you doing? You know, you remember me from this? And the medical specialist, he goes, nah, I don't remember. <laughs> 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 I, I, he's done hundreds and maybe thousands of projects. But they also shoot him out. This is something I learned. That, you know, as a kid, you really got to work hard and, and play and go to school and, and, and go on the set. And it's long hours. And, and when you're older, they shoot you out. All right, call time, 1 o'clock. All right, he's out of here by 2. They shoot everything out. They walk you on set, put you on your mark, shoot your scenes, and then like let you go home. And that's what I did with Dick Van Dyke. And I said, "That's where I want my career to go
1: someday. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I want to be I'm doing that." Yeah. Uh, so, did you, so you never imagined that you'd be standing in a cinema in Agawam, Massachusetts, then all those years ago, did you?
4: I, you, you don't. You know, that's the thing about movies is that kind of projection. It, it goes yeah. out. It goes out wow. to thousands of cities into people's you know homes and stuff. And here to be able to. Um, Amsterdam changed the music industry. Yeah. Musicians can't make money selling their CDs, so they make it on the tour, personal appearances, yeah. so mm-hmm. those I, t-shirts, go face to face. And so we have been hitting the country and just doing every city we can.
1: Well, let, let me tell you, man, uh, people are excited that uh, you're coming around. It's going to be uh, coming up on uh, March 25th at the Agawam Cinemas.
0: Yeah, it's a screening of a, yeah. Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter is Dead. So that movie, that movie came out in what 91, 92.
4: Oh yeah, you can smell what week of the '90s it was when it came out. <laughs> Just the clothes and everything. It did. It came out summer of '91. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Boy, my memory's starting to fail man. Uh And there I was, 21, playing a 15-year-old uh, layabout. That was uh, what a great part.
1: That that always amazes That's one. me. That's the one. Th- that they, yeah. they they can take people who are in their 20s and make them you know act like they're that they're teenagers.
4: They they weren't gonna let me. And this is where I have to go, you know what? It, sometimes you just really got to have faith. The casting director had faith in me. Mm-hmm. My agent said I was too old. I was originally reading for Brian, the clown dog boy, played by Josh Charles. Oh, oh, yeah. oh that's that's too bad. And, and the agent goes, Yeah, you're too old. And I go, Yeah, yeah. So I was really good friends with Chris Young from PCU and Great Outdoors. And we put together an outfit and a wig and skull vest and torn jeans. And after reading for the Clown Dog Boy, I asked the casting director, can I come back in in a second and show you something? She said, sure. Went to the car and changed. Came back, kicked the door open. Oh, oh, all right, who's in charge? <laughs> You're done, man. Blacked out, uh, and two days later got the part. I know it was so far. It was such a risk. And I think it was just that the, my take on Kenny. It didn't matter how old I was. My take on Kenny and how much I could get under Christina Applegate's skin as a brother sister relationship, <laughs> well, and uh, and Stephen Herrick. I mean, he brought us Bill and Ted, so we can't go wrong with a guy like that.
1: Yeah, that was a that's a pretty awesome story. <laughs> uh, cool that worked out for you like that.
4: <laughs> it does. Other times you might find yourself in the hands of security being tossed off the lot
0: yeah that probably that's probably what would have happened under most circumstances you're absolutely right Keith Coogan is going to be at the Agawam cinemas on the 25th of of March don't tell mom the babysitter is dead special screening and uh, you're going to be there in fact we actually have tickets uh to meet and greet uh Keith Coogan and we'll take the 10th caller right now at
4: 293-1021
0: Keith best of luck it's great it's great to talk to you we're thrilled that you're coming out to Agawam it's going to be a good day
4: I, I i thank you guys so much i know that uh they can win tickets here also get them at uh awanm cinema dot ticketleap dot com cinema dot ticketleap dot com thank you guys for the time i and appreciate about the, the appearance and uh Dishes are done, man. Uh, hey, you know what?
1: I, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to actually meeting you in person on the 25th. So uh that is
4: awesome. I can't wait. I
1: awesome, can't wait. man. All but right, Keith. come on
4: down. I'll sign a dish. Very good. All right, of <laughs> of Rock and roll. All right.
0: Keith Coogan with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. 8:34 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary rome Hyundai. Rent the all electric Ionic Five for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it. Before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel.
1: Oh rejoice! You know what it is? You know what day it is?
0: Uh Wednesday.
1: Well, it's uh it's the beginning of a season. You know what that season is? Uh baseball season? Maple sugaring season in oh. Massachusetts has begun for the sugar has a birthday county! Ah. Yeah.
3: yeah!
1: Woo-hoo! According to the Massachusetts Maple Producers Association, or MEPA, Uh, Sugar makers are catching early runs and making their first batches of pure, old-fashioned maple syrup. All right. Very cool. Uh, That's great. In a news release sent to 22, because nobody would actually physically go out there and watch the syrup being boiled, Iacoa Valley Farm, located on Route 41 in Hancock,
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh,
1: has started. They uh, will begin serving pancakes, waffles, and French toast. With their own maple syrup this weekend from eight AM to three PM?
0: Uh I was uh I don't remember which uh, sugar house it was. We went up there for like a breakfast once. Uh this is years and years ago. Uh I'm not a fan of, of maple syrup. Does that make me kind of uh whacked or what?
1: Uh you're not a fan of maple syrup? Too sweet for me. I I don't mind maple syrup. I I'm not like a Maple syrup snob. I mean, you give me a log cabin, I'll, uh, you know, drink that just as much as I would uh, drinking something that came out of a fresh boiled sugar house pot.
0: Yeah, right. No, listen, I get it. And I understand that there is a difference between, you know, stuff that comes out of uh, Aunt Jemima's house and something that comes from an actual tree.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm excited to go to the, the High Hopes farm. That's in uh, Worthington.
0: Is that the one with that little old ant, things you can move, a rubber tree plant? Because
1: he's got high hopes? No, no, no. no. That's, a, that, that's a song by, who was that? Sinatra. You, Sinatra or Bing Crosby, I thought. It was. Sinatra. Oh, it was Sinatra. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, that's not what I'm talking about. It's a farm, or it's a cabin up in Worthington. Okay. And the last time I was there was just before the pandemic hit. And it was, uh, and I believe they still have it now. It's like a breakfast buffet on Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah, you pay one fee. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's ten bucks or something like that. You go in there, and they have unlimited amounts of uh, pancakes and eggs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're you're in. Uh, you're like walking around. It's gravel. Like you're in the gravel floor. Like you're in a like an old time cabin eating uh, eating breakfast. Wow,
0: that sounds yeah. on uh, a picnic
1: table. Very rustic. It's very rustic, but it's very good. And uh, the maple syrup, they give you all the different maple syrups that they have to try, like the dark. There's, like, different levels of it. Really? Like, uh, I don't know if it's, like, color-coded or, you know, one's, like, light, one's dark. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's there's different. I I don't know. I'm not a, again, I'm not a maple syrup connoisseur.
0: Gotcha. I don't like it anyway, uh, no matter what. Just not uh to... not my thing.
1: That actually might be uh, something to do. Now that you mentioned that, I'm glad. Uh, i glad you talked about that. I'm all for right. an
0: all-you-can-eat uh, breakfast buffet. Yeah, I, that's I'm, what I'm all. F- I'm all for that.
1: Well, it was it. Uh, I think it was Jim Gaffigan who was uh, talking about how if you eat pancakes, you're pretty much just giving up for the rest of the day. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, you eat all that sugar, oh, you I just feel like a bear in hibernation after that. You're like. Grr. I don't want to do that. The times I've, yeah,
0: again, pancakes would not be like the first thing uh, I I grab at the all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet. But if you know, if that's what they're serving, I'll put something else on them, like peanut butter or just butter or whatever. put peanut butter
1: like. on your pancakes?
0: Oh, yeah, sure. Really? Nothing wrong with that.
1: I never had that before.
0: It's really no different than putting peanut butter on anything else. Still delicious. Anyway, he's not wrong about that. You're no. talking about something that uh, is usually about the size of a small tire mm-hmm. with sugar loaded up with stuff. It does kind of weigh it down. You know, what does it for me, yeah. and I love it. I absolutely love it. Biscuits and gravy. I love
1: biscuits and gravy. Oh Jesus, it's so damn that, good. That is one of my that that with like uh, some some fresh over easy eggs to go along on the side of that too.
0: Sound like my I don't like my eggs uh, gooey. You I, don't? I, no, I like I I, I like uh, you know a little bit of yolk, but not where it's got like where it looks like someone sneezed all over it.
1: I like eating them raw. Oh god. No. We're talking You're like them raw. <laughs> we're, taking a, we're talking about <laughs> eggs, right? Yeah, right. Uh yeah, so biscuits and gravy. My dad used to make that. That was, like, one of the things that uh, he used to make that was really good. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, then I started making it not too long ago because I would always ask my brother, hey, because he was the one that knew how to make how dad used to make that. And then uh, and I was like, well, screw this. I don't need him, mm-hmm. and I don't need my dad either. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this on my own. God damn it. And I, I made it better.
0: I love biscuits and gravy.
1: Yeah. And it's the same thing. Once you've had that in the morning...
0: You're done for the day. Listen... Because it, it's, it's all napping for the rest of the day because you got to move those biscuits down your digestive system. I'm
1: more about, uh like, toast versus biscuits. It depends on the biscuit. I know, I know. So and I'm, I'm not a big biscuit fan. I
0: like a nice buttery biscuit. Yeah. Big, big fan of the buttery biscuit. I'm, you get, you give me a dry biscuit with yeah. no flavor, no butter? No. Biscuits are...
1: Like a butter yeah. uh, sopping device. This is why uh, the next time if you ever go down to the Outer Banks of North Carolina again, make sure you get yourself some biscuits and porn, because that's where it's at. It real it's buttery, best biscuit I've ever had in my life. Buttery and cheesy. Ooh, there was cheese really? baked in on the top of them. Oh my god! Yeah, and, and, and so and, it's like a little cheese crisp really? at the top on a on a buttery biscuit oh my god! Yeah. this is yeah and they sell it in a little gas station the place is called biscuits and porn there's really not yeah. porn there just a couple of dirty magazines and it's more about the biscuits
0: remember like uh, 45 minutes ago maybe a little bit longer than that 45 minutes ago, you and i were talking about uh how great it would be if like uh, breakfast just magically showed up in oh, front that, of us
1: that ship has sailed yeah
0: i know it sailed and i know there was no chance in hell that someone's gonna like you know walk by here with with the uh, with with breakfast, mm-hmm. but if we had an intern or a producer, yeah, we could send them to we anywhere could. we wanted, anywhere that served biscuits and gravy, yeah, and a bunch and, of eggs and stuff, and go get that. We'd, we 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 would have sent him there already, yeah, and he'd be back, and we'd be stuffing our faces with biscuits and gravy.
1: Yeah, here we are, what a waste. biscuitless and gravyless. What a ripoff this is. Uh, Tuesday marked a second day of threats to schools across the state, including here in western Massachusetts. Following lockdowns, all of them were determined to be hoaxes. Western Mass News was on scene in Chicopee and found parents upset with the school's cell phone policy in place at a time like this. The parents said that the lockdown terrified them since they were unable to confirm with their students that they were okay. However, administrators said that cell phones in emergency situations can be even more dangerous. Via Maris Mateo rushed to Chicopee High School Tuesday morning after hearing about a threat at their son's school. I have so many emotions right now, my heart is racing. My thoughts are uh, going to places I don't want them to go. Chicopee police said that a call came into their non-emergency line Tuesday morning indicating that a threat at Chickabee High School that uh, the school was then placed on lockdown and students were ordered to shelter in place. Mateo said she was terrified about the, what may be going on inside the school But her nerves calmed when both of her sons were able to communicate with her that they were okay. You know, that's probably one of those things that nobody thought about when they put that cell phone policy in place. And now you have the first time because that policy was just put in back in the fall. Yeah. And now you have for the uh, the first time an emergency situation. So
0: I don't know what the right thing to do is because on one hand, I totally understand why drills need to happen but i also know that if it's not pre-announced that you're going to have a drill kids may not take it seriously yeah but on the other hand if you're having a drill and you don't know whether it's a real situation or not and your kid still has access to its phone in school you avert some level of panic if everyone is aware of this even if you you're, you're putting the you know everyone's phone in one of those bags or you know mm. whatever it is. I don't know if the surprise element is really the most important thing here. Teaching kids and teachers what to do in case of an emergency situation, I think is warranted. I don't think it's a bad idea. Putting them into an un you know like a unprovoked panic, I think at this day and age, it's probably not for the best. Have a plan, work it out, and then. Do it, but don't leave uh, like family. This poor woman; she didn't know what's going on with her kid. Yeah, she has no idea. Here's here's <coughs> that the schools have been evacuated. What you? How does she know what's going on?
1: That was a horrible thing I saw yesterday. Um, the the shooting. There was a there was a shooting on the campus. I think it was Michigan State yesterday yeah. or two days ago. Yeah. Well, there was a a video from a girl who. Uh, identified herself as, hey, I was just at the scene of that shooting or near the shooting. Uh, this is my second mass shooting. Uh, ten years ago, I was huddled in a corner in Sandy Hook Elementary School uh, in, uh, Sandy, in Sandy Hook, Connecticut. I'm like, can you imagine that? Y- you've survived now two of two mass shootings yeah. uh, in your lifetime. It's unbelievable, but this is the the world we're in. But that it happens that frequent now that you're getting people happening to them twice. You know, the likelihood of it even happening to you once hopefully isn't that great, but the likelihood of it happening to you twice, you know, and then she goes on the video and tells how she's got uh, PTSD stress injuries from Sandy Hook. From keeping her keeping crouched in the corner for so long that her muscles have like PTSD, uh, you know, infliction on them uh, that that comes to mind every time she goes through a situation like this. What a horrible, horrible thing it is absolutely terrible and on that happy note uh your pioneer valley well, you know you don't have like a like a happy little kicker to send us away well it's 846 do yeah. i really want to do that or do no. i want to take a break and then come back and then do something that's fun? fine yeah well it's going to be uh, sunny today with the chance of some uh, drizzles this afternoon and then tomorrow rainy with a high of 61 it is uh, 36 right now in downtown springfield I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. oh yeah.
0: Months savings. It's 853 in Aerosmith. With Bax and Nagel at Rock 102.
1: Going to be uh, sunny for the early part of the day, then uh, cloudy with some rain showers possible this afternoon. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 61. It is 36 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: So I was uh, online yesterday. I saw this uh, this headline, which I uh, you know, scratched my head and thought about uh, kind of hard. A salary below this amount is a dating deal breaker for many Americans. Mm-hmm. Survey says why you should talk money on your very first date. Okay. I would never want to get involved in a financial discussion on a first date. Uh I disagree. Really? Yeah. You're going to give you're going to tell somebody like right off the bat what you make
1: in a year on a first date? Maybe not what I make in a year, but I uh- is it, is it about, is that what they're saying? That they're, you're sharing your salary? Uh, or, Western you
0: and Southern Financial Group surveyed yeah. over a thousand married Americans about their financial triggers and found that one in three couples waited until after marriage to talk about important financial topics, with salary being the biggest topic they wish they had talked about sooner. Okay, that's fine. And I, I can see that uh, being an important part. To talk about, but not on a first date. That'd be something that you would
1: nope. talk about as done. the relationship is starting to grow. Get it out of the way right now. What kind of person are you with money? It's okay. not about my net worth. It's about how you are with money. Well, in in this particular case, yeah. they say that there is a
0: threshold yeah. of how much they want a partner to make, at the, at the very least, before they say, let's continue on with this relationship. What do you, What do you think that is? Well, what
1: would be like a reasonable fifty grand?
0: Fifty grand. Yeah, the the number is much lower than that. Really? Yeah, Americans say they want their partner to be making at least twenty nine thousand eight hundred dollars, and some of the most common financial deal breakers, mm. including having outstanding personal loans yeah. and credit card debt. I
1: uh, I disagree with the uh, the threshold of how much somebody makes because you can ha- you c- somebody could make a million dollars a year. Yeah, and be spending a million and a half dollars a year, or someone could be you making a million
0: dollars a year and be miserable.
1: Right, just not happy. Right, but but just because you have money doesn't necessarily mean you're good with it. No, I'm more concerned about people who would be good with their money versus, you know, are you responsible enough? You know what I mean? Are yeah. are you are you? are you scraping change out of your couch in order to buy a coffee in the morning like right. you know where are you on that level
0: if you, i mean obviously there's going to be red flags all over the place and i agree with you i mean if if you're in you know a, a great deal of financial debt if you can admittedly say listen i'm not really great with money or you know i'm you know way behind on bills or taxes uh-huh. or whatever it may be that's a discussion i think is is fine to have and should should be uh you know uh, done before this relationship really goes into mm-hmm. anything otherwise it just gets sloppy and ugly but there are certain things that i don't think are the kinds of stuff you bring up right away like i would never uh, on a first date say well let me tell you what i'm making and let me show you my credit card statements and here's my credit rating
1: i would I, not i would not do that i guess that depends on what kind of relationship you want purely sexual Okay, then you definitely tell them how much you make. Listen, I make fives of dollars every year. Does that turn you on? How much are you going to need? Mm-hmm.
0: Snap. I'm counting out hundreds on the table right there. Did anybody
1: ever give you the Abe Lincoln? Hmm? Hmm. Watch out for that shot to the back of the head. Oh, the waitress is here. She'll have
0: the San Jose chili dog, <laughs> yes. please. Yes,
1: gross. We're gross.
0: It's 857 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.